This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our latest podcast. We're going to have two podcasts a week, the final couple of weeks of spring training. One is our Countdown to Opening Day show, and this one giving you some other insights into the upcoming season and on race camp. Now, normally, I'd bring on Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times, but since he's been out the past week after his daughter Carlin got married, we're going to make this one a bit player-heavy in terms of content and have Mark back on hopefully next week. Now, so far in camp, there have been some injuries, the most consequential being Shane Paz, but as we wrote on our blog, raiseradio.mlblogs.com. It may not be the worst thing since Boz was going to have some severe limitations uh, this year innings-wise. Now, of course, that does mean that Tampa Bay has to hope for health, at least for the time being, for the other starting and bulk pitching options, as you'll read again on our blog. On the podcast today, we're going to hear from a key bullpen arm in Pete Fairbanks. The bullpen certainly will be leaned on heavily at the start of the season, and there is a lot of depth built up. We're also going to hear from two members, uh, two new members of the 40-man roster. One is Tommy Romero, who is a bulk starting option this season, and the other is converted infielder and now catcher Ford Proctor. We start, though, with Pete Fairbanks, and I asked Pete about what this shortened three-and-a-half-week spring training has been like. Yeah, it's been good. Um, kind of been, you know, it is... Games have started sooner, but I don't, you know, for a lot of us, our pace hasn't changed. You know, we're going to get in and, and we've gotten our couple pins in. We've thrown a live, thrown another live. Um, so we're still trying to prepare as though it is a longer camp as to, you know, not like feel like we're super rushed and we're going to jump right into things that we might not, you know, feel totally prepared for. So I, I think in that regards, you know, Snides and them have done a great job as, as terms of, of pacing us, but still making us feel like we're progressing and getting getting close to ready. On a personal level, how much game work do you need before the start of the regular season since it's, you know, a two- to three-week stretch of games? Yeah, I mean, like in 20, obviously we had our, our little weird camp with COVID, and that was, I mean, we scrimmaged a couple times, but that was it. And I felt, you know, pretty prepared. Could have It could have been nice to, to, you know, test it a little more and maybe get, you know, those four or five outings. But um, compared to, you know, coming from, Obviously, you know, a longer camp, but it just kind of takes you back to that college atmosphere where you have, you know, obviously we're still playing games different in, it, in respects, but, you know, it, it's short outings. It, it's not a ton of prep time because you're not really seeing other teams at school until, you know, you go down to the warm weather states and you play. So in that regards, I, you know, I don't feel like I would need a ton to be physically ready. Obviously, the mental side and the execution side is what takes that little bit longer to feel like you're you're getting to. Obviously, you're an important piece of the bullpen. What did you do differently, if anything at all, to get ready for this year? And how did you use the the lengthened period with the lockout to prepare? Uh, yeah, so I, th- I think that you know, just kind of kind of going in with a better feel of, of the usage for me was. So I kind of pushed back everything, knowing that I might have time with the lockout to you know kind of have a longer buildup, so I didn't have to. I didn't start as early, both throwing and getting off the mound. 
and then just kind of keeping an eye on where I think that workload is going throughout the year to where I'm I'm staying to a point now where I can pace myself a little better and I don't feel like I'm you know jumping in trying to you know get throw as hard as I can every single day or take that super high workload every day and to actually take you know those days after an outing to you know I'm still doing a long toss I'm still going to do my thing but I'm gonna the effort's not going to be as high and I'm going to do more early on to lock into a like a more of a recovery routine on those days after and that after those post outing you know lifts and, and soft tissue work and everything just to kind of you know make sure we're staying more vigilant not necessarily vigilant but more on top more locked into you know how that workload is playing early on how important is the bullpen well normally in a normal year it's really important but is it more important to start of the year this year just because starters may not be as stretched out and how good is this pen yeah I mean, it's a very good pen obviously we have a lot of a lot of depth and a lot of guys who can make the ball do some pretty good things um when, when we execute in the zone so I, as a group I think it's it's gonna it's it's a wealth of talent again, and yeah, I know I think we might be leaned on a little more early on just because you know that's the nature of, of not giving these starters that you know that six week build up to hopefully get to that eighty five you know hundred pitch mark. So yeah, I, I think we'll be leaned on heavily as always. I mean, obviously, you know how we do it here. It's it's a lot of lot of important outs are, are given to the bullpen in that in that middle stage where you might typically see a starter. So, yeah, I think we have a, a very talented and hopefully pretty confident group as we get rolling into games here. And there's also a group that's working their way back. Uh, Beeks is, is back from Tommy John, Colin Boucher, Ryan Thompson coming off surgery, and Jeffrey Springs off the ACL. How important can that group be as, as they kind of get back themselves into the game shape? Yeah, it's a very talented bunch. I got to watch Poe throw live. I got to see Beeks a couple of days ago. I mean, there's both have you know do things a little differently but they're both pretty electric in what they do and obviously we all know what springs was capable of we saw it last year before kind of taking about as bad a bounce as you can get with the with the acl um so yeah he's uh, actually throwing today with us i'm excited to see you know see him get back out there and see some hitters and i yeah they're all very talented i'm excited to excited to see them all kind of get back into into game shape among the starters, probably the guy who stretched out the most is Ryan Yarbrough. He kind of credits you with you got him on the long toss program too now to, to pick up some velo. Yeah, you know, he, uh, so my guy that I work with, Andy Marks, out of, he's in St. Louis. I've worked with him for years and kind of, you know, with no, you know, the no contact thing and, and talking to Yarbs about some of the stuff that, you know, we had done, you know, in the past to, and how we, you know, go about things as, as a power arm, just some of the, some of the you know differences as to how he's done things in the past versus how you know kind of I've done it with Marks and done it on my own for these these few years. So yeah, I, you know I think that uh, it was a not necessarily eye-opening for him, but it was definitely a change in kind of the mentality of you know his off-season med ball work, his off-season. You know we need to be more wanted to be more explosive. We want to do you know this and that to to kind of start getting to be not necessarily become you know a 95 plus power arm but to kind of get to where he was and he's been and he's capable of capable of being with his stuff to get that tick up so the cutters up so the change ups up a little bit so the curveballs you know back to where it normally is so i think that you know credit to him he's the one that that did it all this offseason he just kind of got some some other ideas from from us another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Pete Fairbanks. I was referring to Ryan Yarbrough now seeing his fastball velocity up to 89 and 90 miles an hour, which certainly should make him more effective this year. Now, Yarbrough is one of the likely bulk starters to begin this season. Tommy Romero is competing to help out in 2022. I asked Tommy about what it was like being added to the 40-man in November. It was it was a great moment. I mean, I was I was home with my family, and just when I got the call, I was either thinking either got traded or protected. And I was hoping I got protected by the Rays. So that was the news I got, and I just it was probably one of the best days, just knowing I would be here. As a Florida guy, did it mean maybe a little bit more? I know you started with Seattle before the trade over here. Yeah, no, it makes it a lot easier knowing I'm in Florida, and my my family and friends can all come out, and it's not too far of a drive. So it's definitely good knowing that they can be out here. I'm sure you appreciate having been in this organization a while, how good the Rays are with helping their pitchers. How weird was the whole lockout period for you because you couldn't have that contact? Yeah, no, it was it was, it was was definitely weird, but with the previous year and having COVID and not being able to really talk to anyone either, it was, it was kind of just like the same thing, and I feel like I just took advantage of the time off and got better and got my body in shape, and I'm excited to be back now. What did you do, and how different, let's say, are you physically than from pre-lockout period? I was uh, I was training in Diesel in, in Tampa, so I, d- I was there for like three months, and I think that just was a whole new level of training, and I feel like my body just got stronger. I feel like I'm in better shape, and got to be around other big leaguers to be prepared for like th- like for this big league environment here. So I think Diesel definitely prepared me. There's a lot of guys. I know Shane McClanahan's been there, Ryan Yarbrough's been there. How much did you know them beforehand, and how much did it help just to be around them? I knew Shane from before playing in the minor leagues, but I met Yarbrough and uh, Pete Fairbanks out there, but it was definitely good to get to know the guys before coming out here. Just feel I feel more comfortable now, like just that I got to kind of build a relationship with them over the offseason. Give us an idea how you how you feel different and maybe how it's impacted your stuff a little bit. I think I just feel I just feel more explosive, a little, little less effort in my body. Just I feel like I'm learning my body more, and just the pitching is just coming, coming and going. So I feel feel like I'm just learning as I go. I'm ready to keep building against better competition. A lot of our fans haven't seen you pitch in person, so describe your stuff. I know that last year you had a terrific year going from AA to AAA. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a heavy fastball pitcher. I I like to just get ahead and stay ahead and throw strikes pound the zone and kind of just not really waste any time just kind of go right at the hitters and the secondary stuff you got a change up a curve i've been working on my change up a lot this offseason i think that's the uh the pitch that is going to help me the most this year and i have a, a curveball and a slider that are still working on both but i think they're all they're all going to click together and the fastball is it is it the carry that makes you successful with that what are the types of characteristics that work I would say the uh, the release point I have and the carry I have. I, I hide the ball pretty well, and then I just the carry that I get on my fastball is just gets gets a lot of swings and misses on it. So, how uh, how helpful has Rick Knapp been, and how nice is it to have him too as part of the major league staff now that you get started in major league camp? Oh, it's great. I, I love Nappy from from Durham when I was there. He was working with me, and I feel like I feel like once I started working with him, I started just like things just started clicking. Like I, I didn't start off as hot as I wanted to in in Durham, but once once I was able to work with him a little bit, I, I feel like everything just kind of I was able to like zone everything in, and I got, I got comfortable. And 
he, I think it was a lot of credit to him. What was the biggest change that you saw going from double to triple A? I know the hitters are a little older, maybe a little more mature. Yeah, I think it's just just the approach. I think they're looking for their pitch to hit, and if they get it, they're going to hit it and not miss it. But I think in double A, like you can kind of get away with missing a spot every once in a while, but triple A definitely, definitely have more of an approach. Look, at, they know what they're trying to do at the plate. What are you hoping to get out of your first, you know, big league camp? What are the things you're trying to learn? I'm just trying to learn as much as possible, like good or bad outcomes. Like I just want to take everything as a lesson, and if it, if it goes well, then I just want to keep it up. But if it goes bad, I want to learn from just what I can do to just to do better next time at it. It's obviously a lot shorter than it normally would be. Um, how do you take advantage of the shorter time for you? And how far are you advanced? Like what were you doing? How advanced were your bullpens? Were you facing hitters at all before here? I wasn't. I didn't face any hitters in the off season, but I, I was throwing bullpens. Like once I started throwing bullpens, I was throwing like one or two a week. So I feel like I'm ready to go, and I feel like once uh, once face hitters out here, it'll just be. I'll, I feel like I'll be just normal. Good luck and great to see you on the 40, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Tommy Romero, who allowed two runs in 35 innings to end his last season in Triple A Durham. Ford Proctor, meanwhile, is one of four catchers on the 40-man. He was converted from infielder to catcher over the past couple of seasons, and I also asked Ford what being on the 40-man meant to him. Uh, I received a call from our farm director, Jeff McLaren. Um, You know, I'd spoken with my agent and other people, and it wasn't a sure thing that I would be added. So, you know, when I was added, of course, I was extremely excited. And then um, a few weeks later, we go into lockout, so it was somewhat uncharted territory for me I get added um, to the roster and then immediately we're in a lockout and then have to wait through spring training but uh, you know I knew we'd, we'd play eventually so I'm just happy to be here. So what did you do to keep yourself sharp and improved? Yeah I'm in, I'm in Houston in the offseason so we have a, a good amount of guys that were in the same situation. Um, I work out with a decent amount of pitchers um, Tristan Gray who is with us so we we would help each other you know me and Tristan would get our work in defensively and you know in the cage and then we had pitchers that needed bullpen so I would catch them and then they wanted live AB so we we did our best to to stay ready. I would imagine part of the reason you are at it is because you're now catching and you made that conversion. What was that or what has that been like for you or what have you thought of the first full year in the transition? Yeah I enjoyed it a lot Um, you know I caught a little bit when I was a kid but I think I think everybody did. And uh, in high school, people tried to get me to catch. Same thing in college. And it seems like finally, you know, it just kind of came to fruition. So I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, I, I enjoy being a part of the game, like, in every pitch. And when you're behind the plate, if your team wins, you know, you have a large part in that, and you have to play well in order for your team to win. So that's, that's one of my favorite parts about it. What's the hardest part about the transition to it, and how much do you think this big league camp can help you learn and accelerate that growth? Yeah, just being around these guys is is going to be great. You know, just learning, um, seeing Zanino and Mejia, and then I played with Pinto last year in Montgomery, how they go about their business, um, just learning from them and some of the, the things that they've done throughout their career because, you know, Zanino's played the position for a long time in the big leagues. Um, so it'll be it'll be really beneficial for me just to see him work. I'm kind of curious because there are some guys who make that transition, let's say, in A ball, and they're having to catch a lot of guys who are very green and raw. Where you started in Double A, where I'm guessing there are guys who 
maybe somewhat raw, but still there's more command at that point. How much do you think that helps with the the move? Yeah, it was good. A lot, most of the, actually all the guys we had were, were very polished. We had a, a great staff in Montgomery, um, commanding the zone well, just, which is what the Rays' MO is, is, you know, throwing strikes, getting ahead, and and they were very, uh, very polished arms, and it was awesome working with them. What's the area where you think you have the most room for growth? Is it the game calling? Is it the blocking? The... The, the getting up to speed with the staff what are the, what's the hardest part um, I don't know if one area sticks out it's just getting better at all of them you know trying to to pick something you know one day we'll do receiving one day we may do throwing but when the games start obviously you have to put it all together um, and just getting game experience every every time I go out there I feel like I get more and more comfortable um, you know it, it feels like home to me at this point so I'm really happy about that and I saw the other day you're still taking some ground balls. Uh, saw you doing it third. How important is that to keep that versatility for you, and how much does that help you? Yeah, of course I've played infield my whole life, but I still, you, know, you still have to work at it um, as often as, as you can. So whenever I have downtime from catching, um, I try to sneak over, get some ground balls. Um, so I've been able to do that the past couple of days. And you've been known as a guy who's a pretty good eye at the plate or you know, pretty good controlling the zone. How much do you think catching can help you as a hitter? Yeah, just thinking, I try not to think too much in terms of what the pitcher is going to try to do, but um, just being aware of how a lot of these guys like to operate in certain counts. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I try to separate the two as best I can. You know, it's almost two separate games for me. Um, it is actually, you know, I have catching which is a big part of the game of course and then I try to separate the two and I have one game behind the plate and I have one game in the box well good luck in in both those games and enjoy the spring yeah thank you very much that's Ford Proctor and we certainly appreciate his time on the podcast today as well as that of Pete Fairbanks and also Tommy Romero now this weekend Mike Zanino and Chad Matola will join us for our countdown to opening day show which will become a podcast thereafter stay tuned for that read our blog raiseradio.mlblogs.com Thanks so much for being with us, and we will talk with you soon.